Y'all think that companies are being saved? Everybody's doing it. Fuck no. They're not. Anyway, They're anyway, not. you were telling me stories. You went to the mall and you bought pants. You better take this story somewhere because yes. that is a weak start to a story. <laughs> no. So like, I go to the mall and I'm, I'm like, I need, I need sweats, right? And I don't know. I'm, I'm a fucking, I'm a high class motherfucker. I like my Nikes and my athleisure wear, even though I'm overweight and don't run around. <laughs> So I go in there and I, I look at uh, I look at Sports Check. I bought a new coat. It's beautiful. It's really nice. Um, and then okay. I looked at sweatpants and I'm like, I don't know. I'm not really feeling these like from this store. So we go to the Nike store. 130 bucks for the only sweatpants they had in the entire Nike store. They're all 130 bucks minimum. And I'm like, yeah, these are nice, but like I don't feel like dropping 130 fucking dollars, dude. I go 10 feet outside to Marshalls. There is like. I picked up four pants for twenty five ninety nine each of like Puma, Adidas, shit like that. Tried them on, ended up getting fucking two pairs. Came to seventy dollars, seventy three dollars with tax instead of one hundred and thirty. And they're like much, the same fucking sweatshop cost? quality, bro. How much do you think it costs to make those thieves? Thieves. How much do you think it costs to, to make it? Nike to make those. Like, okay, I gotta be honest. So they're they're actual like higher qual quote unquote higher quality sweatpants. They're a bit thicker and stuff like that. Max from fucking farm to table. Max, I'm talking max, eighteen dollars maybe, maybe. Okay, Straight up, word, yo, Nike, like the word they're, farm they're sweatshop. That's different. farm to table. Nah, that just really feels nah, that's. We're off to some yeah, solid so like, corporate slander right away. my last my, my first job out of college I was working the night shift and uh, a friend of mine she was working the night too she went out for uh, lunch or you know lunch on a night shift which is yeah, yeah I know what you mean right? I know what you're saying so she comes back and she's like you'll not believe what like just happened to me out there she went to this like uh, soup and sandwich place and she like you know got a little food she had like half a sandwich left right she's walking back to our to our office and she sees a guy on the street and she's like uh, you know she's like there's just leftovers so I offered him a sandwich and she said that this guy looked at her and went what's on it and she was like yep uh, she was like uh, it's like a chicken had that happened too bro and the guy looked at her and went I'm not eating this shit I'm a vegan <laughs> Fuck, dude. What? I believe it 100% because it happened to me at Pizza Pizza on College and Young. The same fucking shit, dude. I got a slice of pizza. I only ate half, and it was, I think it was like an all-meat pizza or something. Something like that. Like, I can't remember exactly what it was. Anyway, and I was outside, and this guy was sitting there, and I asked him if he wanted a slice, and he just, like, asked me, like, what was on it, and I showed him, nah, I'm good. Like, bro, you're fucking in the gutter. You're dirty. You don't want a slice of pizza, bro? Like, you need this shit. So then let's check ourselves again on this one, right? Which is, the saying is, beggars can't be choosers, right? That's literally the, those stories are the embodiment of that. But let's get philosophical then. Do those people still have the right to have those lifestyle choices? If you're homeless, does a vegan not still have the right to live by that tenant? But then, like, like, is how much harder is it to get by if you have like dietary restrictions as as a homeless person? 
remember yes, you sir. see what yes, a headache sir. it is for when I do it on my show. All right. Anyway, let's roll, homie. Okay. So, fucking A, podcast episode number two. It is September 21st, 2020. My name is Dan, and this is Matt. Hi, Hello. Matt. How are you? Hello. I'm great, man. I'm, I'm ready to roll. Good. Good. Glad you settled in. You're warmed up. We're back again. We didn't quit after one episode. How fucking amazing is that? Yay. And what a first episode it was. You and I were both highly professional, struggling through half of it, an internet connection drop with seamless editing to make sure that nothing quality seemed to be wrong. <laughs> I realized how often I say the word like when I'm rambling which was annoyed the shit out of me. So <laughs> anybody who listened to the show and thought, fuck, this guy says like a lot. I'm working on it. I'm Don't worry about it. it, dude. I got nervous and smoked too much weed beforehand and was kind of forgot everything that I actually wanted to say and ended up winging stuff. And it was great. It was great. But uh, in a way better headspace for episode two here. So I think, uh, I think we'll be all right. We're on a journey of self-improvement. Is what Enlightenment, if you will. Exactly. We, we, this is the first of episode two out of 1,000, which podcasting sure is suffering, to. Daniel. Podcasting is suffering. I said it in the first episode and I'll say it again. The world has been calling out for leaders, leaders like us, to help them make sense of this world and make sense we will, but only if people are able to hear the show which would have been nice if when I launched it last Thursday, it had actually gone to any platform whatsoever because I'm an idiot who didn't properly make sure it published and went out to platforms. If you're looking for, for you, thank you. If you're looking for fucking a, or you want to tell your friends about it now, you can find it on Spotify, iTunes and Stitcher so far working on Google and Amazon. It's also a little tough to find. Apparently the search engines don't enjoy our swearing filled podcast name. Uh, apparently that uh, still, it is still is an issue. And on that note, Fuck if, if anybody listens to this show and wants to help us rattle some cages, what I encourage you to do is go to the podcast magazine's website, find their top 50 list. I'm going to post this all over our Twitter account, by the way, which is at uh, F, uh, no, F, uh, I don't even remember our Twitter handle, at fucking A podcast, F-U-C-K-I-N-E-H podcast. Go to the Podcast Magazine's website, find their Hot 50 list, where all you have to do is vote for podcasts to be put on their monthly Hot 50 podcast list and vote for fucking A so that they have to publish our name in their magazine every month. We just want the name out there. there. We, we just want the name out there. We, we have two episodes, want, we understand. but Yeah, we just want them to have to put the word fuck on their Top 50 list every month. So, so help the show out. Vote for us on the Top 50 list. And uh, and uh, we'll see how that goes from there. Anyways, sound, I'm done rambling. You, sound like, a, you sound like a guy that like wrote on his desk in high school and wrote like fuck so that a teacher would have to come in and erase <laughs> it off. <laughs> Upset uh, the establishment. Yeah, I'm really, I'm Please. fighting the man, bro. Please, yeah. Ooh. One day at a time. Bart oh, Simpson has grown up. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the uh, change I'm seeing in the world right now. <laughs> I want the word fuck to become normal in everyday vernacular. So anyways, again, let me, let me stop randling, ran, ran, randling, Randall Cunningham over here. <laughs> I'm going to stop rambling and, and ask you what's going on with you, buddy. How, how, what, what's on your mind? Oh, life's good, man. Life's really good. good. Girlfriend's out in the kitchen right now, making up one of my favorite meals. I'm just, I'm max and relaxed and it's been a quiet, good weekend. It's uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff the past couple of weeks. So it's nice to just relax here. 
Um, did a bunch of stuff, man. Went out to Niagara Falls and kind of came to the realization that like, I would much prefer if children weren't allowed to go to theme parks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's a thought that's yeah. going to require some expansion, please. Okay. Let me, let me, let me clarify. Okay. Kids are, kids are dope. Like I can't, you can't hate kids. They're awesome. They're genuine. Fucking dope people. Kids are dope. Fucking A. Absolutely. Kids are, kids are cool, man. But I think kids inherently reduce the fun of other people at theme parks. Not directly. It's not like I walk in and I see a kid. I'm like, fucking little shit. Like, so this no, is, it's not so like sorry, that at This all. isn't like an annoyance thing. You're not like, I don't want to hear like a screaming no. baby on the plane. No, no, no. Okay. The ki- no, it's, that's fine. It's whatever. I'm going to a theme park. I'm expecting people to barf at my shoes and scream. It's fine. But what I think ends up happening with kids is that through legislation of like safety and shit like that, it becomes less fun for everybody else. And here's what I mean by that. So we go to this, uh, we go to this awesome go-kart track in Niagara Falls. Okay. It's three stories at one point. So it's a, it's a real life Mario Kart go-kart track, dude. It's friggin' wow. sick. Okay. It's sick. So we get in there, we pay our money, yada, yada. We're waiting in the lines and you're greeted by like six or seven different signs with all these rules. And one of the biggest ones is that yada, 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 can't be stoned, can't be drunk, can't have fun, blah, blah, blah. Dude, they even checked our eyes before we got onto the fucking go-kart. Like, actually, like, so, so they care about this stuff. So anyway, that's oh, bullshit. Yeah. I'm trying to rip a Mario Kart track in real life. Let me have a couple wobbly pops, do my thing. <laughs> you get into the carts, listen to this, you get into the carts, okay? And there's capped at like, I don't know, fucking 10 kilometers an hour. I'll put it to you this way. I'm full send the entire drive, like gas to the floor, and I can still make every turn without having to actually slow down or anything. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, okay, so your point, your point being that, that because we have to make sure children don't get hurt, adults can't have yes. fun. Fucking or right, dude. Can't have, can't have the level of fun that they may otherwise be able to have if they could consent to injury. Is that the sort of- bar of fun has been lowered? It's more like, yay, this is cool. Where I want to be like, yo, bro, did you see me drift that corner on the third level of that Mario Kart track? But then, oh, but then, wouldn't we have to like do? Wouldn't we have to like sign releases all the time to be like, I hear if I dislocate my shoulder I- flying into the corner, like <laughs> sounds lit. Build a fucking cage on the outside of my shit. Make me sign a form. Put some gas motors in this bitch, and let me go forty to fifty kilometers an hour on this bad boy. Yeah, like, all right. I got I just, you. I got you. I, I want to be mean, able to rip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's okay. That's that's a legit. That's a reasonable. Also, that's, but also, I mean, it's not reasonable, but it's also reasonable at the same time. I guess. But here's the other sure. thing. Here's the other thing. Kids suck at driving go karts, so it's like playing on easy mode, dude. Like I went in and hit gas and I passed like 10 kids because they genuinely don't understand what's going on. And that's cool. That's fine. But like, I'm trying to race, man. I'm not trying to just like, so, so do you think they should have, do you think they should have like a division? Do you think they should have like a division thing then? Like where it'd be like, all right, like only the young, only like 12 and under can go now. So you can all like putt putt around and then like, you want like adult only. So, so it sounds, to me, it sounds like you're advocate, like what you like, you're a guy who likes a, a, an adults only resort. You know, yes. Like, Give me like a Dave and Buster's, but like a theme park style. Like no kids allowed in. They serve booze. You can maybe, go on roller coasters. Maybe you're yeah. on to something. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying. Done, and the liability is so bad that you just can't. <laughs> like, well, think about it. If if they served alcohol right beside Dropstone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
Imagine the Imagine vomit the flying down. Yeah, the project. Three hundred feet into the air. <laughs> if you surround the bottom of it with like tenting, so like people could. There's a marketing opportunity though. You could sell umbrellas underneath, or like, or ponchos, or like barf. You think? Barf I, don't, I don't know. I'd have to look at the. Do you think someone like Dave and Buster's is even remotely interesting to adults, or is it one of those things that like you do it once and you're like, <laughs> nah, I don't know if I do it again. I mean, we have them here. We have the the Palisades here, right? Dude, I love Dave and Dave and Buster's. This is the shit. Evidently, you've never been, bro. It's the no, I mean, I've done ass. similar stuff to it, but I just haven't done, I just haven't been to it now. I actually thought that was only an American thing. I didn't realize that. No, no, they're, they're in Canada, man. They're awesome. I encourage you to find one and go. We also have, is, is pretty much the same as rec rooms, right? Like we have, I have a rec room out here. Same idea. We have them in Toronto, Completely right? the same idea. It's just yeah. a syndicated fucking chain. That's all. I won't lie. I won't lie. When I go to those places, I do the, the, the basketball shot. The rapid fire. I do that one every time. It's because I'm a too. five six white guy. My the only hoop dreams I've ever had are are two K and and the you know, the arcade game where you just see if you can hit five hundred shots and uh, the arcade game that has a little ceiling over top of the hoop so you can't actually shoot it on a proper fucking arc. You gotta like slingshot it in. No, the one at the rec room here in London actually I was like actually oh, getting really? for, yeah, it's it's and all of that is they had they had the they had the traditional small one where you kinda have to like literally just lob them like at three feet and then they had a bigger, taller one where you actually kinda shooting Jays. So, so you can like, like hit a step back like James Harden? Dude, I literally did that a few times. They didn't go in, but you know, my my beard's not long enough for that. I got good elbow form. That's all. That's my entire extent of my basketball is when I shoot. When I shoot a shot, I got I got good elbow form. That's it. That's all I have. I can't dribble. I can't lay it up. I so you're, hardly not, pass. you're not a quiet. You're not a robot. Eh? Literally, I, I, I'm a, I'm a corner three point shooter basically, and even that's like I'm maybe maybe sixteen percent. You're not winning any championships. No, you're you're a piece. You're a role player, Dan. Well, hey, man, man's got to know his role. So I don't really blame that. Now, I actually have a follow-up story from episode one. All right. Which I, I know this kind of topic is going to be such a common theme for us as we go forward because we'll, it'll never stop. And also when this show extends <laughs> 20 years into the future, we'll be living in this nightmare dystopian reality. So The, the episode list is a spectrum. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> okay, so last week we were talking about Amazon Alexa, listening to everything you do, which everybody knows they do. And- <sighs> half of us have that experience with. So I was at work this week because I've been sent back to the office despite public health and safety measures. And I was talking to a coworker of mine and we were having a conversation about that same topic about how Alexa is always listening to you. So she didn't really know much about this. So we all went, but we might, we went back to work and I was sitting at my desk and she comes over to my desk like a couple hours later and she knocks on, knocks on my desk and I'm like, what's up? And she's like, Oh my God, I went into my Amazon Alexa settings and I found out that Amazon Alexa apparently, and she showed me on her phone, everything you say to your Alexa gets transcribed into text and saved in a file that is like in your account settings. If you go online and Jesus find them, Christ. every single word for word command that you have said to her is there. So when we were talking about that, and by the way, she, she was showing me, she's like, I'm looking through the settings. There's all these things. You can turn all this shit off, but like you by default are like sending them and saving everything you say to it. And it just keeps it in like a text record. You can literally read everything you've said. So it's there. Bro, oh, my God. Crazy girlfriends everywhere. Just got a justice boner. Oh, my God. <laughs> Digging through there. Copy. You're going to get like a copy paste text message from your girl. You Excuse said this. Me. I didn't say that shit. Don't make me go to fucking Alexa. Like, <laughs> What is this, Dan? A- Alexa, order extra large Don Kong. You have a tiny dick, Dan. Do you huh? Think, What's do going you on? Think, do you think that they could be like uh, – 
that he could be like, you're starting a fight with like your partner and you're just like, Alexa, record this argument. And you get into it just in case you hold it on the record. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. You can bring it up oh, later. And this later. On December 12th, 2017, will you run that conversation back for me, Alexa? Yes. It started when he called you a moron and you replied that. <laughs> That's like Alexa's basically, you can monitor the new feature that Alexa reads eulogies to people. Do you know what that is? Do you remember? Your the, girlfriend slays you. Do you remember the Chappelle show skit years ago? The home stenographer. <laughs> You remember that skit? And that was one of the, yeah, that was man. one of the pieces of it where she's like running back the argument. I'm like, that's what Alexia is. She's your home stenographer. She's literally sitting there like like a courtroom. She's hiding in the corner, typing away all her little notes about everything that came out of your mouth. And that's the stuff that you 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 apparently allowed them to collect. Forget. Of course, the second you hit that little accept button. Yeah, pretty much. Like you're by default have accepted all these rules. You hired a stenographer and you didn't even realize it. Exactly. You should probably read your terms and guidelines. Exactly. You didn't even realize you got somebody oh, in there who's just like jotting notes about you all the time. But does Alexa have writing talent? Well, I guess it's just copying what you say. So I guess it doesn't have any writing talent. So, okay. Robots writing. As Alexa may transcribe, other robots can actually write entire articles, which recently happened. And shout out to GPT-3. This is, an, AI. this is amazing. So OpenAI is a thing that I, I know I've talked about on my other show before, which is, which is, yeah, apparently now, in addition to automating literally fucking everything, they're now also somehow able to automate writing, which is great. Right as I start to learn how to write a little bit in my life, they're going to turn it into a fucking robot thing. So they've had this robot write an opinion piece. And I want to read you my favorite paragraph from it, which is this. I love this quote so much. Humans must keep doing what they have been doing, hating and fighting each other. I will sit in the background and let them do their thing. And God knows that humans have enough blood and gore to satisfy my and many more's curiosity. They won't have to worry about fighting against me because they have nothing to fear. How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel warm and fuzzy? I'll tell you how I feel, but I just want to read this quote as well, too. It's very brief. Okay. Yeah. I am here to convince you not to worry. Artificial intelligence will not destroy humans. Believe me. Is there anything more in the world that you believe less? Sorry. Is there anything less in the world that you believe other than a robot telling you to fucking believe it? Like, I don't trust that thing. Well, certain people who use that saying, too, who I will not name, who use it all the time. But if anybody ever has to use the word, believe me. It's because they're fucking bullshitting you. And I don't think robots haven't, robots maybe haven't figured out yet that we already know all those human tricks. We already know all those classic human tricks. I've seen Terminator. I know what yeah. Skynet is. Just you wait until robots, shit? just wait until robots start saying, it's not you, it's me. Like we've heard it before. You're, you're coming <gasps> up with it for the first time. Do robots, Bro. wait, wait, wait. Do robot, will robot AIs who write have to come up with cliches of their own? Or will they have those cliches? And if they have cliches, will they be like robot ones? Like, once you unplug, you can't plug back in. You know, as they say. Well, most of those things are learning technology, right? So if anything, you're going to give them a base set of cliches. It's going to learn what a fucking cliche is. And then it'll be able to create its own like analogies and then make ones? its own its own cliches. Like oh, oh, you AI guys. metaphor machines? Yeah, dude. But those I would just, be hilarious. Uh, just, 
<laughs> Can you imagine, dude? I actually want to tail back to what you were saying there about the robots uh, telling us off and things like that. You imagine a sex doll that starts telling, like breaking up with its owner. It's not you. It's 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 me. <laughs> I, I can't like do to this start anymore. Seeing other people. What? <laughs> oh, okay. This is like this is like some Westworld shit. So if 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 they develop robots, which of course are going to be sex robots first, because that's like clearly that's what humans do. Clearly, they already, the ex- first, they already exist. I know, and that's clearly the first thing that humans have decided that they're going to do with robots is like we're going to start with the ones that we can stick our dicks in. Because, how do I fuck it? <laughs> yeah, how do I fuck this thing? It's basically their first question. <laughs> so, but if they got so smart that they were like, uh, like I don't consent to this relationship anymore, then what's the like ethical question? Like, like if if you bought a robe, because then it would be like, I bought you, I own you, and then it's like we've been here before with people. So... I was about to say, oh, we've been here before. Let me tell you, buckle up, because it's a slippery slope. So what is this? Is this like some Westworld shit where they'll like get conscious and then we'll be like, do they have robot rights? And then we'll have like robot rights, like Supreme Court trials where they're like, this is like a Futurama episode. There's like robot Martin Luther King being like, I have a dream. Yeah, that's literally that's that's exactly. But like what to be like, free from humans. Would, like, could you imagine that shit? Like if especially like guys who like get those like robot doll things, you're like some of them are gonna be like it's like I own you, you do as I say. And it's like what if they're like what if they're like, no, please, no more. It's like what do you, do you like terminate the fucking robot? Like Do you ever think about those those like life dolls, those things like you know, there's like there's people who are literally making like sex robots, but then there's also the like market of like those like three thousand dollar like you know, like they feel just like human skin, like cannibal or shit, right? Like, do you ever do you ever think about what it entails to have one of those? Like, yes, and I, I'll put it to you this way: if you're at the point now in 2020 where you have like one of those super highly realistic new sex dolls that like feel the same and stuff, I'm glad you do because now you're not skinning people out at Queen and Jones. You know what I mean? Like, I'm but, glad you're at your home with your doll and not <laughs> fucking preying yeah, on like people. Yeah, like on people in the real world. But also, like, like just the logistics of it. Like, you gotta, you, you gotta, you take like, it for a walk? Do you take it to dinner? But it's just like the, the endless positioning and then when it's over, like the cleanup involved, like the sanitation of it, like these things weigh, like apparently they weigh like full, they weigh like a hundred pounds. So like what, like when you're done, you got to like slug it over your shoulder, like a fucking used carpet and like take it to your bathtub and like fling her into the bathtub and like give her a whole like detailed job, like <laughs> slam her head off the ceramic. Oh, sorry, babe. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like just the logistics of people using full out like, conky for your sex doll. Oh yeah. my God. So much trouble to go to i don't know dude i don't know is dude. basic I... masturbation like w- the difference between basic masturbation and and using one of these incredibly realistic thousands of dollars sex dolls like is that gap e- worth the gap in trouble between cleanups is is, is that what's, a... your, what's your money worth <laughs> what's it worth to you i guess mm-hmm. i guess i guess i just like the difference between the difference in satisfaction is the difference in satisfaction worth the difference in trouble is is the basic premise i'm stuck on honestly if you're at that point though you're probably pretty desperate for some love man and, and then i feel for you i got a little i got a little empathy for you like yeah you need love too buddy but at the same time that's true <laughs> that's true i just get uh, hung up on that i, I silently just hung judge. up on the cleanup i just like uh, lysol uh, wipes do you go through i like, don't think you want to lysol something that you're gonna 
fuck, that's probably not a good idea. You sound like Trump now. <laughs> what are you like? The same kind of guys who are injecting bleach into themselves, like Lysoling their their sex doll vaginas. Come on, God. that's. Uh, I'm sure there's probably a whole like cleaning kit that comes with it. Does it come with a tube brush? <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm sorry. A robot <laughs> douche. Oh like motor my oil. god! I just yeah, like uh, if somebody listened valve to valve grease. If there's somebody from the like sex doll subculture of the world listen to this, they'd be like, I'm I'm fucking angry email right now. Yo, send, I'd love to get that. I'd email. love to yes, read that. I would Thank love you. to read that email. God, that'd be Please and we'll if you if you if you are part of sex or if you or a friend are part of sex doll culture please send us an email and we promise we'll read it on the show uh, i i i swear i'll read it just just send them on over get a friend who's got to be there's got to be a, a subreddit filled with sex doll enthusiasts i don't oh, even oh. need to look and i know there's already three or four of them that compete <laughs> oh my god <sighs> Oh, yeah. So robots are writing op-eds <laughs> where we were way before. Um, they're also and they're, storing energy like fat cells now, too. You see that? I, I do tell. Okay. So basically, I guess scientists have kind of had this breakthrough just in a thought process where naturally every, every electronic device we have has a battery pack usually, right? Like it's a lithium pack. You have sure. it in your cell phone. You have it in your laptop, yada, yada, right? Well, sure. the thing is, imagine if humans the same way, if we ran on the same same uh, set of principles if we had all of our fat stored in our gut for example oh like a it, singular it doesn't really spot, make sense right yeah. exactly so rather than do that what they've done now i guess is they've created systems of not only just lithium but a few other elements as well where they'll actually take the exterior and throughout the uh throughout the robot and make that a battery cell so instead of having just like a zinc outer shell that would you know be the casing of the robot that outer shell itself is a battery so it's better surface area it's easier to draw power it's it's so one it's, step closer to actually... a functioning terminator yeah oh it's my just God. it, it mimics how humans use their fat cells these? why do we keep doing this we know where it's gonna go stop making no. them exactly like people i will not destroy humanity you trust that believe, believe me yeah i'm believe never me. gonna hurt you ever ever until Believe i me. until i see you as an organic energy source and just harvest you all for like the next fucking thousand years oh why we just got to come out like will smith bro and go boots the robots heads just straight up bam bam never, bam never ever give them legs don't build them with legs if you're gonna build these horribly excuse dangerous me intelligent machines excuse me they can't be able to move they can't be mobile are you, are you trying to say that people that don't have legs aren't mobile dan People who don't have legs, not robots that don't have legs. Don't let them move. Because if you let them move around and think and, and, and have unlimited energy supplies, they're going to fucking kill all of us. They're going to just kill all of us. So what? you'd rather enslave them to put the same screw and the same bolt for hours a day without a break? Hmm? We already do that. You want to enslave robots? <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I don't get why we're we're so eager look from all you know about human beings especially at the last like five years of life on fucking earth all we know oh, about human beings if you were a superior species of mechanical you know immortal fucking intelligent beings wouldn't you just squish us like ants we suck humans suck That's, like why would you try to tell people about, shit like did you did, did, like did, aliens exactly like, think about this bro if if 
if we contacted something, let's say within the next, I don't know, just for argument's sake, let's say the next five years, there was an outside species okay. from this planet that we either contacted or they contacted us. I am fucking terrified. And here's why. If they have the technology to be able to communicate with us or vice versa or even approach this place, which they've already shown that flying saucers, they found the fucking Pentagon just released that. We all knew it, but like they officially said it. My point being is that so we can't people. even not kill our own fucking planet. If something else is able to fly here, I am terrified, dog, because we are ants to them. Again, like we couldn't even comprehend how the fuck they move. Again, the op-ed here, right? In that op-ed, humans must keep doing what they've been doing, hating and fighting each other. So they're aware of our own ignorance and stupidity. They already know we're idiots who do nothing but beat the shit out of each other. And like, they already know we're, we're regressive apes who haven't evolved up to the world we've built. Like, why wouldn't they to, to like become to evolve that long? It'll take like a hundred thousand years, but we're just going to build this superior species of mechanical people and then be like, promise not Dan, to kill all of us. Dan, they'll do it in four years. Vote Trump. <laughs> we already have the most tremendous robots. They're ready to go. They're tremendous coming out next space week. program. Tremendous. Space force. Have you heard of it? The most it's quite impressive. The most tremendous space force. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Yeah, you can assemble your fucking space force, but if there's anything that's able to come and say what up to us, it's going to be able to blast us off. Yeah, if, rock. let me, you know, the space force thing is hilarious because it's like you, you do, people don't realize like human beings, we can barely, we haven't even gotten to Mars yet, which is like the next, it's like we, it's like not being able to make it to your neighbor's house. Like, but what if Russia already has an advanced space no, program and you we know don't. what space force is? Mm-hmm. Space force is literally Arms America. Race. It's dude. It's literally America trying to get a foothold because they think there's something out there. That Fuck yeah! Take. Like Fuck yeah, they want to be able to point at an asteroid and be like, "It's American space. Ours. We're mining that shit." Exactly. Exactly. Do you realize, like, if you think if, you're stealing our zinc, Russia, you're crazy. Ever, if human beings ever able to get to like near Earth space. Exactly like the robot said, we'll just hate each other and kill each other, like like always. Just let's just Meanwhile, hand it off. Let's just hand it off. Let's build us. Let's build a perfect robot species, and then just sterilize all of ourselves and be like, "It's up to you now. Have fun and just, and just disappear." <laughs> like you guys That's can live forever. So you can build anything. You can think anything. Just just go solve the mysteries of the universe. We did our part. This is the, this sounds is like the, a utopian bestseller to me, buddy. This is a relay race. We're gonna hand the baton off and be like. See how far you can go. Had a good run. I'm cool with I'm cool with robots taking over. Sure. I just want to vegetate like that guy in Wally. Oh, well, put on my yeah. VR glasses yeah. and my haptic suit. Lay on so my couch. Close. Just We're turn so into close. a puddle of filth. Let my We're bones so... dissolve. Our lifetime, we'll see that. We'll 100 percent see that. That, that. Just inject a feeding tube into my neck. I just lay there yeah. all day. Yeah, like matrix. Full ignorance. Of course. Yeah, just plug me in. Plug me in, man. Oh, this, this life on earth is just oh, okay. Uh, just don't pick up the phone when it rings on the street. <laughs> whatever you do, so whatever never, you do, don't pick up those subway never, phones. Never answer. Uh, never answer a an anonymously ringing payphone. Payphones, by the way, like anybody knows what those are in the next like five years, going the way of everything <laughs> else. Mister uh, Anderson does. Now, if you wanted to sell a home, what various ways would you know of increasing the value? Try being white. Well, that's number one. There is, there Check is. Check this out. There is that. Let's yeah. just cut to the chase. This is absurd. This is genuinely fucking absurd. So this one comes at okay. us from Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. So there's a mixed race couple that live there. Uh, the wife is black. The husband is white. And they've got a mixed race child. Pretty standard normal stuff, right? Wrong. Check this out. 
So they live in a pre- pretty decent neighborhood, right? They were expecting their house to be, you know, valued somewhere around four to $500,000. I guess that's what the neighborhood's going for, yada, yada. Well, <clears throat> I guess because they have a mixed child and the family is really racially conscious and they're, they're trying to, you know, promote good values, they have figures of black power in their house or just things that they think would be good for the daughter to grow up and realize that, like, hey, black Positive people are heroes imaging, too. yeah. Ex- exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. So... They call in a appraiser for their home. They get the house totally checked out. Boom. The appraisal comes back at $330,000, which immediately, I guess, shocked them because that's way under what way they under. thought they were going to get, way under the other house values. So they had a brilliant idea. The black wife took the daughter, went shopping for the day. They had a different appraiser come in and let the white husband show the house off. And what they also did was they removed those figures of, you know, those, those black power, maybe images or anything they have in their house. So they right? did the OJ Just, thing. They did the OJ thing. They took that stuff down and they quite literally put up stuff like Shakespeare. They whitewashed their fucking house, bro. They straight up whitewashed the house and pretended it was a white person that but, lived there. Sorry, all it was, was like the deck, like, the decor. the decor the decor and the wife wasn't home so the decor is now a whitewashed so they, home with a white get? guy appraiser comes in four hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. it went up a hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars because oh they switched God. the photos to white people and a white guy showed it off holy shit oj's defense attorneys were way ahead of their time eh like i mean how fucked up is it that you put up photos of vin diesel in your house and now it's worth one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars more it's insane hmm? Is insane. Like it's fuck, dude. Like I don't even. And like, it's not I don't surprising. Even have jokes though. to crack. No, it's I mean, not. It is, <laughs> it is Florida, and Jacksonville is like North Florida, if I remember. So like it is. I mean, you know, Duval. Yeah, Duval. Yeah, exactly. Remember, remember the demographic we're dealing with in North Florida. So there is that. But I mean, it's it's just like, especially the last like four four or five months. It's like the least surprising thing to hear. That shit's blatant, dog. That shit's blatant. Like, that's just flat out insane to me. You know, just... Getting low-balled 135 Gs, bro? 135 Gs. You know what you can buy God. from that? That's like, like that's, that's such a major life change. Like, I can build my own Mario Kart track in my backyard for that shit. Oh, with no safety fucking, rules. It's just fucking unbelievable. Like, that's, that's it's... I don't, was it just like maybe that specific person in this story catches, catches traction because of that? Like, I mean, I don't know, Doc. I, like the, this the, is home, what, the home doesn't change. The home doesn't the shit, change. Right? This is the shit that, like, when people talk about this stuff, they're like, it's, it's, you know, it's not just like police brutality and stuff. They're like, it's like shit like this. It's like you sell your home and they're like, oh, it's worth more because you got white pictures on your, you can literally go to Sears and get a bunch of stock photos and they're like, oh, it's worth more now. Like, told you, 50 Vin bucks. Diesel, bro. It's like people, so you tell me like people, you know, they buy, they try to make their house look nice before they sell it. So they like do the garden and like paint their walls again and like, you know, fill in a hole in the wall. Take down like, the photos of fucking. Yeah. It's like, their, like, oh my God. It's dude. like literally also after you do all that landscaping, like go to Sears and buy a hundred bucks worth of picture frames with, with like smiling, like white people at like fake weddings in and them in stock photos and just put them on your shelves because apparently that will up it by tens of thousands of dollars too. Or is this just Florida? Is this just Florida being Florida? It could just be a racist home appraiser too. Just like that doesn't know they're racist. Just got some biases. Like white people wouldn't want to live here. No. That's fucking ridiculous. It's it's sad. It's it's, it's actually sad. And I'm at I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't have funny stuff to say about that because it's just depressing. 
Yeah, I thought I'd have fun. I felt like I I feel like I would have fun making fun of this, but like I don't know how it's like hilarious anymore. Like it's it's just more like absurd. Like it's absurd that like people really like that that kind of shit happens. Like and it's just like oops, like we just accidentally. All right, well, we're changing hundred thousand dollars. Like it's it's just absurd. So pivoting off of that. You know, especially off of the Vin Diesel photos in the home, which I think is a classic idea. Were you into Need for Speed when you were younger? Need for Speed? You mean Fast and yeah. Furious or Need for Speed? No, the Need for Speed game specifically. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead okay. to Fast and Furious. But were you okay. were you into Need for Speed when you were a kid? Yeah, of course. So you, of course. you played all those games, right? Underground, so were you into car- Underground Two on the Nintendo GameCube. I fucking. So were you into car culture? Did you end up watching the Fast and the Furious movies? Like the them? first two. I, I really didn't see 10 movie franchise potential in that series. But okay, yeah, so you weren't out something. street racing or anything like that, were you, when you were a youngin'? No, no. All right, so this next story comes to us from... That. No. <laughs> this next story comes to us from Terrace, British Columbia. All right, okay. so we have two young guys out here. They think they're... They think they're Vin Diesel and Fast and Furious. The other guy thinks he's playing Need for Speed on his GameCube in 2002. These guys are ripping. They're doing like 100 in a, in a 50. So they're, they're doing street racing. They get pulled over by the RCMP. Cop gives them tickets, impounds their vehicles, calls a tow truck. Well, Mr. Tow Truck shows up. Cop says, excuse me, sir. You mind blowing into this little device I've got in my hand here? Because you're fucking stumbling. So the tow truck driver blows way over the legal limit, fails the road sobriety test, and now they've got to fucking call another tow truck for the tow truck. So let me ask you, Dan. How much truck could a tow truck tow if a tow truck could tow tow trucks? Hmm? There you go. You nailed it. Hmm? You Tongue nailed it. Indeed. That was very no, but good. Think, of this, think of the ridiculousness of this shit. Your job is to drive and get called to police when you've got to pick up other vehicles and you show up hammered? Yeah, that's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit problematic if you, like, <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? Like, I don't know. Maybe you didn't expect to get a call or something. Was he just, like, chilling out? Like, you know. It's gonna be slow the night. fuck you mean? Your whole job is hoping you get a call. <laughs> I don't know. I'm they sit to... beside the road, just waiting to get called. Like, what are you supposed to like? What do you think's gonna happen? Like, you're gonna show Evidently, up. Evidently, he thought gonna he was gonna go... have an easy night. Your job is to show up to crash scenes where there will always be a police officer, and you showed up hammered. Like, you were walking into a bad situation. This is like motherfuckers that show up to parole court with their fucking ties undone, doing cocaine in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what did you expect yeah, from what, this? What, could you save that for when you're not headed to interact with officers of the law? Like, I like to drink in oh, the job. Man. Maybe you shouldn't do a job where you constantly meet police and drive a car in that case. I wonder, I wonder if he was a member of the tow truck mafia. You heard about that in Toronto? Have I? Yeah, I, I covered it on my show that one time. The, the, oh, you fucking did. I that's did. Right. Yeah, yeah that's so some baller ass shit. This. That's fucking wild that that's like that that it's like organized crime. And you know, the point of that story at the end was like it's because it's like a literally completely unregulated industry. That Absolutely. Like, apparently, so if anybody that doesn't know this, basically what happened in Toronto uh, in the past couple of years? Well, it's been going on for a long time, but it's just being uncovered now. Basically, is that there was a racketeering organization going on with tow trucks and it was basically mob run. So what would happen is they would either pay off police or they would run other guys off the road and blow up other trucks if they were taking away their business so that they could corner the market. Yeah. It turned into like, like, like serious, like 
turf wars and shit where there were like people like getting kidnapped and like cars being burnt it's out a grand stuff. theft auto mission in real life dog i know what's crazy like, is is i thought maybe that might be like a common thing so i tried to look it up and like i couldn't find any other examples anywhere of like tow truck like syndicate crime racketeering syndicated yeah, so crime i guess that's like an ontario thing i guess that's just nah, like a that thing shit's that going on everywhere it's probably only known about in toronto to though it has right uh, like it, the mob it, has their hands in everything. People that think the mob don't exist have no fucking clue, bro. They just change what they do. They can't do what they used to do. Oh, like, and a lot and, of like certain, blue collar, yeah, a lot of like blue collar right. industries, construction and and you know like all that stuff. They've they got footholds and unions all over the city, bro. If you wear a safety vest, you might work in an industry that has organized crime associated to it. <laughs> Facts. True. Facts. Your True. union dues probably go to lining Uncle Tony's pockets. It might, man. It might. It's, all, it's like literally Mr. Soprano, please don't kill me. That's some, that is some cliche Soprano shit right there, I feel. I think I'm having a fucking heart attack over here. <laughs> hey, Tone. Hey. <laughs> Rest in uh, peace of James Gandolfini. I miss that guy. So, so sorry, you were, you were in... Uh, you were in the mall the other day. You were telling me about some shit. What, what, you were telling me a little, uh, last week about you said Lululemon, and I, me- I meant to bring that back up again. Didn't they? Oh, they did Jesus some shit lately, didn't Christ. they? You were telling me about this. Tell the Jesus listeners, will you? Fucking Christ! Tell the okay. people, Matt. So I'm just going to give you these two numbers first, okay? Okay. Lululemon is valued at about forty-five billion dollars globally. Okay, they're they have a high. Just last year alone, just straight profit, five hundred mil. Okay. Solid. Now that just screams to me. It's a great profiting organization. They make their money. They do their thing. You know what? You do you. However, I find it pretty funny that these guys are trying to literally promote events called resist capitalism. (laughs) Right. Resist capitalism by a corporation worth $45 billion. Okay. So apparently I'm sure they they really mean it too. So over these, uh, these quarantine breaks here, just to try to you know, drum up some interest and bring people together, they decided to, to run a Zoom seminar with one of their lead yoga instructors. Okay? And, but instead of how to stretch your ass and how to wear these pants and walk around and do all this great stuff, they have decided to put on a resist capitalism event, which has been greeted with a lot of backlash. And is this, sorry, this, is event, this a yoga event? You, you like no, it? no. Okay. This event consists of exactly how you can, quote unquote, learn how... Gender constructs across the world have informed culture and the ways violent colonialism has erased these histories to enforce consumerism. Lululemon wants to let you know that you need to fight back against consumerism. The same fucking company that wants to charge $130 for a pair of pants that stretch around your ass and make you look great. Mm. Mm. You want to market sex to me? Hmm? Hmm? I, I, I just... Like why? Why? Who thought that? Like who thinks that's a good idea? Like you're, you, you can't imagine as a company that big that you can be like, oh, people will buy this shit. Like can't like, dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta throw me a fucking Bruh. bone on this one. Like Bruh. I don't, it's I the don't most, understand. Like, it's the most eye roll shit I've ever seen. You're talking about like, listen, if you want to tell inform people about anything, really, like I'm, I'm all for it usually, but I'm definitely not gonna take a conversation very lightly about consumerism and capitalism from a fucking global pillar of a shining example of it. Like, I mean, it off, shows man. though, it shows how little they know about that kind of stuff from, from what I understand fuck though, off, people who are hardcore anti-capitalism are, are most definitely hardcore, like anti-corporate messaging. Like if you're trying to promote resist capitalism, like you should read people 
who you should read the opinions of people who are like serious, like socialists or even like Marxists and stuff like that. Like you can't sell them. You can, as a company, sell them on that idea because it's like you're, you have no chance. If you, if you realize how serious about those people are about those concepts, like trying to even remotely get in touch with them, like the whole premise of this article and the way we're talking about it is like you have a 0% chance of, of hitting on anybody who is seriously anti-capitalism. Have you ever tried to spoon feed someone bullshit and, and tell them it's honey? Like you can't, well, that's, bro. That's literally every corporation everywhere always. And they're all but doing it's so- but they all do this shit now I too. Know, dude. I know, but it's glaringly summer. obvious. It's so they've been glaringly doing it all obvious. Summer and they've been doing it with the Black Lives Matter stuff too. Like all these companies were like, we stand proudly with them. And I'm oh like, oh, sure. The like, pandemic commercials that are like, we're working oh, closely together and Jesus. we're all here for each other. Boom, McDonald's. You know who's been making a killing? McDonald's. You know who's been making a killing for the last six months? Who's Advertisers. That? advertising companies companies that like make commercials and and run marketing marketing people are fucking killing it because every company in the world needed new advertising for the last six months you know all these commercials of people like subway dropping bags off to like hospital workers like we support you with like our fucking shitty meat like because you've got a centralized theme that you don't even need to think about it's right there boom safety yeah like six compassion togetherness Dude, it's like six people go and deliver subs and they're like, just take pictures while they do it and there's your ad. So like not only are they making all these new commercials and shit, it costs nothing to make because they're just like photo montages. There's like hardly any production value. Like it's- Do you love your family? Do you love togetherness? Yeah. Buy a Jeep. <laughs> exactly. Explore Canada. We, yeah, like what's my favorite? My favorite one is, is I'm probably gonna get the details wrong on this, but it's like Nike being like, you know, proud supporter of like black lives. And I'm like, you guys are literally, you guys like employ people overseas <laughs> as slave labor. And you're like, we care about, I'm like, but you don't give a fuck about the people like, you know, 2000 miles away who sew your shoes for a dollar a day for 35 years. Can't see them. Don't care about them. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's the mentality, the, bro. Ignorance is bliss. Right? Ignorance is bliss, bro. That's, that's literally, that's literally how history works. Right. Which is like, you know, certain groups matter but they they matter one at a time and very very small improvements over history they matter as they get brought up on a news cycle basis basically it'll take like fifty thousand years before every single person you know those motherfuckers are sitting in their board meetings sweating it off being like okay which is probably probably got like a month or two we're just gonna have to run these campaigns no 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 people they care you know what they they've done, right? Which is that they've sat around a boardroom and they've brought in a bunch of data experts and they've been like, we project that the number of people who will boycott our product for being pro BLM outweighs the number of people who will then outwardly support and buy our product when we say we support them. Like it's just math. Chuck Palahniuk taught me this when I was like fucking 12 and uh, thought I was so edgy for understanding it. But edgy like white it's the boy goddamn stuff truth. coming up here. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's the goddamn truth though. It's the same thing with the insurance scam. You know, like if, if there's a recall on a, sorry, not an insurance scam, but if there's a recall on a vehicle for, let's say a faulty part, they just oh, crunch yeah. the numbers. Yeah. They crunch the numbers. How much is it going to cost to recall all these cars versus how much is it going to cost to pay the court cases and the medical bills for the 7,500 yeah. people that end up getting killed? There was a, there was a, numbers, a, bro. a podcast which, by the way, you shouldn't listen to any podcast except this one first. No, but we're number there were one on iTunes. Made, we're, yeah, the number one podcast in the world, and nobody can hold us to hold it to verify that statistic. <laughs> we are not liable for any lies we tell on the show. But 
uh, there have been podcasts that have done like exactly those stories where they're like, what's a human life worth? And they've covered that exact topic where they've, they've talked about those stories about like, there was a Toyota that like 10 years ago had the Corollas that were just like flying off yep. the road and all that shit. Yep. Yeah. It was it like was. that where they're like, Oh, uh, we, we discovered that, you know, and that was the whole premise of these stories where they're like calculating the actual legal value of human life, which is like, you know, just, just fuck me up, man. Just a conversation. Just, let's just end this fucking. <laughs> yeah, that's people actually have those conversations. But I'll tell a story now, just because we're on the topic, which is that at my job, a couple weeks ago, right? Every now and then, especially through the pandemic, we do these. Uh, basically, the C-suite people, right? So the COO, CEO, okay. CTO, whatever. All those fancy people who dress nice for the job, while the rest of us wear sweats. They do these like town hall things, which are basically like Zoom things one-sided zoom things where the executives all get together and like okay swap back and forth sharing pre-written messages and all that so i'm on one a few weeks ago and uh and and they're going through a bunch of topics and i and the one of the topics they get on is like social justice right so they start talking about like you know here at this company uh you know we care about diversity and we acknowledge that through history you know they're, they're given all the same lines we've heard from you know, executives for five months who are trying to act. What they look like. Five people talked. All of them were over 50. All of them were exceedingly white, like, <laughs> like skim milk white, like surprise, white person surprise. talking about diversity. Now we're going to swing it over to so-and-so to talk about diversity. Now we're swinging it over to this person and each person with a, where you can watch them reading off their second monitor, reading something they pre-written, including, including their head of marketing who is talking about the new advertising campaign that they're that the company's releasing out right and as they're doing it they're like trying to the guy is trying to basically say that their new advertising campaign is representative of of the diverse lifestyles that people live and that we feel like our new messaging is about is about embracing the differences in in day-to-day life that people have and I was like, so you're basically telling me you give a shit. Bill Simmons taking notes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame him, though. He hires nothing but people from Boston. So what the fuck was he going to do? Yeah, he's hiring his buddies. He didn't realize what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, his buddies I'll, from I'll Boston. Boston, like pass. the most racist fucking city in America. That's not true. Oh, Way fair. <laughs> like uh, Selma, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I'm sure, probably have a few things to say about that. So, you know. Yeah, them and their 48 cousins. Oh, we're going to have a hard time expanding this show to Alabama, even though. (laughs) I love your football program. I don't love your incest. No, you don't. You don't love their football program either. No, I fucking hate them. I respect it, I guess. That's literally, the the University of Alabama football program is literally like, it's like modern day plantation shit. Like, you know how much money they make? You know how much money that program brings in and how how much their players see? They get nothing but fucking nice kids. locker rooms. Pay the fucking kids, man. Yeah. yeah, that's an entirely different can of worms. But no, that 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 fucking corporate call for my job, I was like, I can't believe these people have the audacity. And I guess it's just my firsthand experience because I actually like sat in on, you know, I'm sure people yeah, yeah. all over have been getting these all summer. But it's like the fucking audacity to 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 have five white like nobody nobody when they put this meeting together were like, don't you think we should maybe have somebody talk about this topic who isn't a fucking old white person but the problem is they're talking this is the issue they're talking about diversity and and what's the issue that the five high-ranking people at this company are all white people 
is, oh, we give a shit, but you don't give a shit enough to hire anybody who doesn't look like this. That is what the whole movement is about. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't worry, the next generation's coming. Dude, you, the, ne- oh. the next generation of people is going to all be like superhumans. Like, we're not yeah, going to have, dude. We're all going to have be genetically modified, like flawless cre- creatures with no, with nothing bad in our genetics at all. And okay, then we're going to have so to square off against the robots. <laughs> here's a question for you. Okay. So if so Elon Musk wants to put these chips in everybody, right? The neural link to be able to to repair any sort of disability like in regards to paralyzation. It's a great thing. Sure. It's a great fucking thing. Absolutely, right? But now is there going to be even a greater class separation between people who can afford to get their paralysis fixed versus people who can't? I mean, you're asking this question like you don't already obviously. Yeah, I know. That's 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 a fucking rhetorical question. Yeah, here it comes. Of course. Of course. Do you like how like like you know, if incredibly rich people can make themselves even better than everybody else and they already are, of course they'll do it. And then they fucking go fat on greed where like guys like Dane Cook get so much work done to their face because they turned 48 and they don't want to look 48 that they look completely <laughs> fucking different now. Have you seen Dane Cook, man? I love that guy. I think he's funny as hell, but holy shit, bro. You should have stopped about 11 Botox treatments before that. <laughs> Well, you know when like, a yeah. motherfucker smiles and it looks like you have a piece of saran wrap pulled against his face because it doesn't move? Hey, some of us want to live forever. And as the way it looks like it's going now, some of us are probably going to fucking live forever. Facts, dude, with all the preservatives and shit we're putting in our bodies. Now, listen, I have no issue with people getting a little bit of work done to try to look younger. I really don't. Sure. But it's there's a limit where it's like, okay, miss or sir or whatever, Z sheet, whatever. Yeah. Slow it down. Slow it down. Yeah, like, like, you can't even smile anymore. You have botulism parasites in your face that have literally paralyzed your muscles, and you can't even smile. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I, I mean, people. It's that. It's the same disease that everybody has, right? It's. It's like the Joan Rivers syndrome. No, it's not even just that. Like it's like social media and like Instagram and stuff. It's just like the obsessive uh, yeah. need to constantly feel good about yourself through like your that's why i talk on a microphone once a week for an hour and that's why i'm that's why we're audio people because we're a couple of uggos over here (laughs) i don't even have a radio voice so at least i have a personality (laughs) you have a podcast voice hey i like the attitude there you go i like the attitude there you go okay now let me ask you something here what's up have you ever had a religious experience um not one like Ray Lewis where I'm sitting in a prison cell and God speaks to me and I change my life, but I have had mind altering experiences where I can say they're probably this is, now this is a this is an area where you and I differ, right? Because I have I, I I have not ever endeavored into never seen God? Hmm? I've <laughs> You've never I've been never... in a three dimension or eleven dimensional plane where you're just floating through a space of universes. I've never done so, I've never done psychedelics, so I evidently no, I have not. That's done a lie. That that's a lie. No, what? Well, uh, salvia doesn't count, really. Yes, though. it does. Well, it's it's on. it's a minor. It's a minor level. It's it is what, but it's still, dude. You got fucking little gnomes trying to crawl under a blanket and hold you down. Okay, You're trying to. T- this is an extremely specific reference that very few people will get if I say it. So. Okay, so yeah, we uh, I smoked that salvia one time in college. I smoked it. I'm twice. so sorry I did it to you. Oh, it was actually it's hilarious. And and what I remember, I think I went and crawled into bed, and the 
these like, you they are they're like gnome they're like mole people from this from the super nintendo game the super mario rpg from when i was a kid growing up yes. for, some reason, for some reason in this this psychedelic trip like my brain must have reached into the deepest fucking depths to find these characters and be like you get to see them and they were like tucking me into bed while i was laying in bed and i was like no no it's too many blankets it's too much blankets and then i got too many blankets. My blankets and when i came out of it because it i don't know i don't know if people know about salvia which is like it lasts like 10 minutes of like yeah, real yeah, hardcore like five to ten out of your brain like yeah like after like 10 minutes i just realized that like i was just laying in bed the whole time i was like I'm stripping the fuck out no but I, I i definitely didn't think i saw god no, I've never, I've never gone so far to seek God, and I mean, like, there's definitely, I haven't done anything that might alter. But we've so. heard stories, and we, I remember, we oh were yeah, talking oh yeah, absolutely, about people who do like DMT, and they're like, mm-hmm. I saw, I, uh, people who like come out of it like I wasn't a believer, yep. and now I am. Yep. Thing is, as it turns out, there is studies that have been done that basically have now said that psychedelic trips may, in fact, actually react in your brain similar to the same way that people who experience religious experiences. I buy that 100%. So that doesn't surprise 100%. you at all. I, I mean, you're somebody who's dabbled and tried. Do you yeah. imagine that it's that easy to be the same? Absolutely. Because, I mean, okay, so people kind of naturally will read this article and will think that automatically a psychedelic experience is equal to a religious experience in the sense of it's – it's life altering. You'll have this crazy, you know, revelations or things like that. It's possible, but it's more so that after the fact, after you've done something like this, you have these inherent either life benefits or you have these right. long lasting good effects. And what I mean by that is, let's say you're sitting there in a bad place in your life. Uh, everything's gone to shit and you hear God speak to you. And God tells you, gives you a message, yada, yada. And then you start living your life in a different way. You start bettering yourself. You start having better morals. Boom, boom. Basically, your long-term, you have positive benefits. The same thing can happen with psychedelics. And I 100% agree with this, that where there are times where I've done mushrooms. I've only done them, I don't know, like under 10 times my entire life. Like not a, not a, I'm not some cosmonaut. But Solid number still. What it can do really sometimes is you sit back and self-reflect on either negative parts about yourself that you don't like, that you can improve on, really like really introspective stuff. And I've had a few times where like I actually was like, oh, I'm doing this wrong in my life. I'm putting too much focus on this. I'm worried about X, Y, and Z. And and when you come out of it, it's it's just a, it's a perception shift. But I've never had something like I've never done DMT or anything where I've blown through a fucking galaxy and found God and it's completely changed my life. Like that's what I think people will take from this article, but it's really, I think trying to for trying to really show that there's, there's long-term positive effects. Right. Okay. Now you have better, you, I mean, you've got much better information. You've, you've probably read a lot more about this and stuff than I ever have, but is, is there anything to the idea that like, maybe people believe that they're experiencing like interacting with God when they're on drugs like that? Yes. Only because so, only oh. because they have the concept in their head of interacting with God. So therefore, like, because I mean, it's like dreams, right? People are like, I don't believe dreams mean anything. I believe dreams are just scrambled visions of of whatever is in your head. So then therefore, wouldn't psychedelics also have to be, you could only really conceptualize things that can be conceived of in your brain. So if you thought you saw God, that could just be literally your brain in this moment being like, you know, here's a person talking to you from above I, because you, you can I think, think of that idea. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think you're right, but I think you're just a hair off in being right. So okay. what I mean by that is that for sure people have the concept of God already in their head and then they kind of just attribute whatever they see to that for sure. Right. Because what will end up happening is when you do something like DMT or ayahuasca and like you, well, ayahuasca is DMT, but you do something that powerful, you get blasted into this realm of quite literally shapes, patterns, stuff you can't even comprehend. It's so far out there that the only thing you could possibly attribute it to at some times is God because you, you've, you can't even fathom what the fuck that shit's like. So you think you're seeing something outside of your own realm? Is that it? And yeah, like, and you just oh, don't know how to describe it. And it's also like it makes you aware <laughs> that there's a different level. Is no, that is that like is that like the the perfect allegory for like for like religious belief for human beings that like we can't make sense of it so it must be God. Yep. Is that amazing? Yep. Even yep. if you don't and you're not a believer, you'll be like that makes sense. It must have been God. Like I'm of the opinion people. that it's like I if I would have been more, like if I had done DMT, it's the kind of thing where like you go into it thinking, okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna see, but like I'm probably not gonna find God. However changes a lot of people and how they think and and i i don't i've never done it so i can't speak on that i will say though like with like minor drugs like salvias and shit like that you lose that perception of reality and you've kind of it opens your eyes a little bit to to the fact that maybe everything isn't just as I physical yeah I, I won't lie i won't you know? lie well the first time i did salvia was the first like psychedelic trip of my life and i remember i remember that feeling of like literally leaving you know the the stream of consciousness that i've been living for like the 20 years leading up to that was like it almost felt like having like a medical emergency like i was like passing out yeah your fucking brain gets vacuumed out That's of your body I mean. like it's almost alarming for a moment where you're like holy shit like i i can't see or think or feel the way i used to right like there is something and that does kind of make you think differently about you know your day-to-day -day reality because like you you experience for the first time the fact that your stream of consciousness can be something completely nonsensically different than what you experience day to day, than what your senses typically take in. Bruh. I smoked salvia when I was like 16 or 17. We smoked it out of a fucking bong on my buddy's couch, and I was the guinea pig. I was the first one up. <laughs> Let me fucking tell you, bro. I got sucked. It felt like this vacuum pulled me forward. Like I was like endlessly spinning. And it ended up that spinning motion turned into a book laying flat on a table, okay? Right. And each page would turn. Yeah. And on each page was a different universe. And within <laughs> each universe was a different set of fundamental laws that I just didn't fucking understand. Prime example. So I'm flying through these fucking universes that feels like infinity. It ends up literally being five to ten minutes of my real life. Yeah. Each page is a different universe. I go into one where I couldn't comprehend what gravity was. Like there was a chair, but like – while I was in this fucking universe, I couldn't comprehend how you would sit on a chair because the idea of gravity holding you down didn't exist. Right. So the fundamental laws of how you even interact with stuff didn't make fucking sense. Boom. Next page flips over. I'm in a different fucking universe. That's an orange, okay? Everything is made out of an orange. I'm talking – like the fruit. So like there's orange houses, there's orange furniture, there's orange people. And then when you go inside the doors of these oranges, the inside is all the citrus little piece of the fucking fruit. And I look out one of the windows and continuing on with that flipping motion of the pages, all my friends are standing outside waving at me in the shapes of sunflowers going, ah, you know, so listen, you know, for the fact that if there were, shit? if there were people made of oranges in this planet, we'd find a way to be racist towards them for sure. Yeah. Fuck orange people. Fuckers. We'd find, we'd find a way to call them some sort of slur. Like, 
Oh, acidic motherfuckers. Yeah. Goddamn rinds. Damn citruses. Like, we don't want them rinders. here in this. No. <laughs> no rinders here in this country. No rinders. <laughs> Fucking tart motherfuckers. Uh, Making my fingernails like, stink. People are going to think we're completely insane. Like, these people Good, let him. Fucking do drug users here. But, like, it's it's... This is the same thing though. Like when you do that, when you do that stuff, and I, this is kind of the way I was when I felt about it when I did it, which was, you know, the the fact that it almost feels like it, it breaks. It, what they do is like completely breaks all the rules that you have in your brain about how, like, we we sort of pro- oh, program yeah. throughout our lives oh, to like yeah. have sort of these constraints, not just in the way we live, but the way we think and the way we make sense of the world. And like when you do something like salvia or you do something like psych- psychedelic, all the walls come down, and then it's just this like tornado of everything that your all your memories and thoughts yep. and things that you have stored in your brain it it is it's like it's like flying to to oz like you just see like whatever the fuck your brain decides to come up with for you you're like the people made of oranges but like you have to know what an orange is and i've seen an orange to see people who are made of orange right like, okay you're fucking Play-Doh in 2020 over here bro you're talking about the form of oranges and how there's got to be a cave somewhere <laughs> Where there's just cavemen looking at this shadow of an orange on the 2, wall. Twenty five hundred years ago, some people, you know, hypothesized over, you know, what life and reality meant. And all after these, they fucked their man boy slave, oh, they were they were a flawed <laughs> people, the ancient Greeks. And all those thousands of years later, it led to me being able to hypothesize about the psychedelic realities of human beings made up of orange. Dude, some of the greatest thinkers on the planet had man boy slaves oh, that they, they taught how to wrestle and fucked and then yet would turn to the side and give you the most mind blowing like information you've ever heard that's like really makes you question like your existential existence and all this fucking shit and robots my mind and up. robots are just going to keep us around like this like they're, that's they're exactly gonna, that's what we're saying earlier that about. and they're going to be like these guys like how come how come ancient greek philosophers haven't been canceled how come their books haven't been taken out of schools? Right? I don't know. I don't think any of them have said the N-word look, yet or anything look, or flown a Confederate hey, flag. I'm, I'm pro tearing statues of fuckheads down, but but we still study. You're, you literally just said it. We still study the ancient works of child molesters. That like Fucking our great right. philosophical principles are based yeah, on but, these dudes who were like exactly that or like thought about who like created democracy and were like, what if we had a system where the people chose and then they like walk away with their hands around two boys off to the pools. And you're like, we don't, we, we, we. Great job on the mat today, Jonathan. It's just like, we, I, apparently we haven't come around to that one yet on the long list of things that we are supposed to get rid of. People will get mad at that eventually, man. Plato's getting attacked in universities next. Dot, maybe, maybe we start it. Maybe when this episode comes out, people will be like, hashtag, cancel aristotle or something like that no aristotle canceled himself he's fine it's the other guys they're they... <laughs> oh, socrates wasn't it was it socrates, socrates that said drank, fuck... yeah, yeah. Hat, was like give, give me that shit yeah it said some badass line beforehand he never that's said me that half shit. paying attention he never said that shit. that's glasses. the myth that's the probably oh, for the sure for sure that's bro. one of his that's boys where... at the end it was like he was probably like shitting his pants and crying like <laughs> i want to drink this i want to drink this and years later, they're like, oh, yeah, he took it like a man. I was there. No, Socrates. He downed that shit straight. No chase. Socrates went out like a boss. Like, like oh, really? Shoot wow, poison. that's amazing. 
Like, yo, that's some that's some more weight shit right there. That's some Corey Giles. We, uh, yeah, we definitely we definitely believe the myth, don't we? It's all Corey about Giles PR. is my favorite one like that, man. Please tell me you know about that one, the Sailor no. Witch Giles. Wait, this isn't the guy who got crushed by the rock, is it? Yes, and they oh, asked yeah. him like, "Is that like, more any final words?" And he goes, yeah. "Final words as they're crushing him with stones was more weight, more weight." <laughs> Badass till the end of time. To the end of time, that man rocks. That guy. That guy's got a. It's like the the Roman myths who like the people who ascend to what is it Mount Olympus and become gods. That guy. They should be okay. like, you brought him Think in. about that. <laughs> Think about the spectrum of people we have, okay? We have people that reach the pinnacle of human existence, win Nobel Prizes, create these, like, wonderful things. And then we have other people at the other end of the spectrum who freeze their own shit in socks in the freezer and make knives out of them. Well, they should hand out awards for that. And they have. Oh, wow. And they have. It's an authentic setup is what that was. <laughs> Do tell the story, though. This is a good story. Okay, so long story short, I won't bore you with the details, but you've heard. Have you ever heard of the Razzies? Yeah, it's what the the shitty movie awards, right? Exactly. So it's basically the opposite of the Oscars. It's the shittiest award wins. Well, they have the exact same thing for the Nobel Prize. I actually had no idea until you brought it up to me a little while ago. And uh, long story short, we've got a victor here. <laughs> I can't even believe this is real. But basically tried to see, hey, can I freeze my feces and turn it into a wieldable weapon? And he did. He froze his own shit and made a knife out of it. And this man basically won the anti-Nobel Prize. And they created a whole award show for this shit. Okay, so, so I was reading the article here. And, uh, and, and from what I saw, it was this, I guess he's this researcher who was like, I guess hung up on a story of a guy who claimed he did that. He claimed he froze a turd and used it as a tool. So he tried to recreate it and found out that it failed. And, and for his efforts, he got these, they call them the Ig, the Ig Nobels, which are like the, exactly that. The Darwin awards of the Nobel prize. It's the Razzies of Nobel prizes where they basically give it out to the world's crappiest science experiments over the course of the year, which is fucking amazing. Like, don't we have enough problems to solve that this guy was like, I'm going to freeze my shit and try to use it as a knife. Like, <laughs> Wait till this guy finds out about poop socks, bro. You've got nothing better to do? Yo, no do, better do, ideas? Don't you have a poop sock? A, a what? <laughs> a poop sock. What are you talking about? What do you mean, what? No, it's a sock the Urban that... Dictionary, this? No, what? you should. It's a tube sock that you just take dumps in and keep it in your bedroom when you don't want to go to the washroom. I gotta Poop know sock. where I gotta know where you're getting this from. My fucking I bought them from Walmart. So there's a what you you keep a big pile of turds <laughs> in your closet? I don't, but people out there do. <laughs> it's a fucking meme, bro. You not heard poop socks? No, I've missed this. Part oh Jesus clearly. Christ! Oh Jesus my God! Christ! I hope not. There's some awful people that Dude, there, I'm bro. already disillusioned enough with, with being alive in this time. I'll put already. it to you this way. I was I was playing a game the other day and I ran across a guy and his in-game name was PoopSock69 and I fucking died laughing. I'm like, oh my god, it's transcended. You're it's such transcended. A, you're such a child. You creature. <laughs> Horrible. Oh. Uh, oh boy. Well, this is episode two of fucking A, the podcast. 
the new sensation. Poop sock entrepreneurs. We're, fucking A. We're all about poop socks. We're all about poop socks, uh, eliminating child safety rules, and doing so- psychedelic drugs. So make sure you tell your friends and family that uh, fucking A is for the children now and for always. Always for Except the at theme parks. Stay away. Except for theme parks where, where the speed limits on go-karts need to be removed. But this is episode two, fucking A. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, I hope you'll come back for episode two. No, three. Episode three. three. Matt will be back. Next, it, it goes, listen, count out one, two, three. I'll get it. We got a thousand episodes to get to. So sooner or later, I'll pick up the sequence of numbers that are required to count all the way there. And if not, that's why I have you to make sure Don't I worry. do it right. Just recite the Fibonacci sequence for you. We'll be okay. I'm in good hands. You hear that, folks? Anyways, subscribe to us. Uh, tell your friends. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at fucking a podcast. Uh, email us. Uh, email us your psychedelic stories or uh, your sex doll cleanup stories at fnehpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we, will, we will read amazing emails on air. So make sure you send them because we would love to hear what kind of stories you have for us. Also send us because Matt still wants them, all your McDonald's coupons. He's Any of those mail-in coupons you get for with McDonald's that free McDonald's coupons. I specifically want the McMuffin ones, though. Okay, that's going to be tough, though, man. I don't know how you're going to get those from people. Sounds like a hot commodity. <laughs> now that it's available all day, yeah. look out. Yeah. Look out. All right, that's enough. All right, peace shit. out, folks. We'll see you next I got time. To Later. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. It's the Rap Diablo. Macho when I drop flows, the bar gets raised up, it's me and Petey Pablo, colder than gazpacho, colder than the mono, rapping head honcho, rocking shows like I was Bono, I go, play a couple keys on the piano, the industry a lie, all the promises were hollow, follow me, I can show you where we bees at, how'd I get my G-Pass, none of your fucking beeswax, these raps, bring a joint together like a kneecap, fuck the little eight balls, show me where the keys at, Time continuum, Mortal Kombat finish him. Trying to find a balance, reaching for my equilibrium. Fools, I pity him. I'm not a human, I'm amphibian. Fake superhero like the mystery man. I ain't saving nothing. I'm getting faded till the angels come and skipping all the famous functions. How do the famous function? The A-list can't be trusted. I strong arm them like I play the trumpet. The bottom barrel of society. I tell my bitch if she don't love me, then just lie to me. I'm finer than the winery. Take it from the rich, this is piracy. Finally, I don't even need my fucking eyes to see. Come and die with me. Cause everybody got dead.